Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Mr. President, it is honor to be here with you. Thank you for coming over. We have the best dinner set up for you, the, the most expensive fish. I know the Russians love your freshwater fish. I thought you were going to serve up Chuck Humor because he swims with fishes. That slimy piece of shit. Let me tell you, I would love to fucking rip his cock off. I'd like to take his cock and throw it right down his mother's throat. Oh, Mr. President, we call that Tuesday. <laughs> I like you Russians. I like good, strong, powerful people. Anyways, here are all the policies we'd like you to implement in America. Go ahead. I'm going to have to cut you off right there. $20 million of policy. $20 million. Is that okay? Do you, do you, do you the, accept Venmo? Venmo. Um, we're working on Venmo right now. You got. You can go through my PayPal. There's a link to it on my Twitter page. No big deal. You we can actually can you can go more. right ahead and go to DonaldJTrump.com, and there's a donation button on the bottom. Maybe I do that. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't make release of papers of you with the peeing in the mouth. You can release those papers. It doesn't matter. People love it when I pee in mouths. I'm the best mouth peer in the world. God, I sometimes I am envious of you. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is the brighter side. What's going on? Creepy shit going on in America. We love it. It gives us something to talk about. Brighter side of... Uh, <coughs> brighter side of Russia. Russia has brighter side of you. <laughs> Whoever thought we would be... It's 2017 and it's just 1986 again. It's so bizarre. Well, in 86, it was arguably better. Yeah. It was, I will say, the silver lining for me is that at least white people are the enemy again. Yeah, in the 80s, we were winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gorbachev is kind of a sweetheart. Yeah, he was funny and like, you know, people could make the jokes. Now yeah. it's like, whoa, this is actually scary. We have, we've ignored these people for a long time yeah. because their economy was in the shitter for so long. But now we know why their economy is in the shitter because like Putin was just holding all the money so he could just make moves and kill people. He's good at that. He loves killing people. Well, there's a lot about Russia. Russia's got its nuts in our country now. <laughs> Which is very interesting because I can't, like, devil's advocate. I was thinking about this when I was coming over. It's just like, why is that horrible? Because well, a foreign power is influencing our country. Yeah. And looking at the countries that we have influenced through our power uh, overseas, it usually doesn't end up super great <laughs> yeah. for them. Great point, Mary. Look at the Middle East. Look at <laughs> look at South America. South yeah, Central South America, America usually doesn't end up great. Anywhere where we've let the CIA run wild or our American diplomacy run wild, we actually haven't done very good. Indonesia, done Malaysia. Take your pick. <laughs> I've run. We've run out of continents to ruin. Australia. We haven't fucked with Australia. Oh, we haven't. Yeah, no, well, we kind of fucked with Australia. Why is that? Well, no, Trump was messing with. Well, us yeah, he bit. Trump got yelled at him on the phone. They had a very angry phone call. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, he. What are they gonna do? Exactly. Know? But also, it's so easy not to have a shitty phone call when you're the president. All you yeah. gotta do is just not say something like an asshole, mm -hmm. and everything will be fine. Because everyone's like, "Oh, you're the president. It's cool, man. It's fine." And then he manages to be like, "You're doing. You're doing bad stuff." 
with the refugees. You're a piece of shit. And then the Australian prime minister is like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> so we're going to get into Jeff Sessions in just a second. But I got a question. I read an article on the way over here, actually. Yeah. Trump is blaming Obama mm-hmm. for wiretapping his office. Yeah, which is impossible because is, Obama can't, uh, no president can greenlight a wiretap. And how are you even going to get in the Trump Tower with all that security and shit? Uh, he poses the uh, telephone repairman. <laughs> <laughs> how are telephone repairmen not getting strip searched in every important building they go into? Hey, uh, I'm, here to, I'm here to fix the landline. I'm, on, I'm from the triple play. I'm from the triple play. I got to say that it's getting to the point that everything's kind of darkly hilarious because this morning the article that popped up is citing no evidence Trump accuses Obama of tapping his phones. It's well, so funny the only evidence is that the fake that his fake news is telling the truth then yeah because if we're wiretapping then we're getting it out to the media and the media is fake but they're telling you everything that you said in your office it makes no the man is a talks in circles like i've never seen and it's always now yeah exactly now it's like the fake news is fake until it's the news that he likes and the leaks are real until the leaks are not the leaks that he likes and then those are fake so the leaks are either fake news or real news, or the fake news is either real news or leaks. Man, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it is a fucking bizarre time, man. So, all right. Okay. Obama, he's claiming... I just want to go over this real quick, because yeah, I, oh, have, I, have I have some questions about this. Please. Uh, so, if Obama was wiretapping him, or the FBI was wiretapping his office, in fear that he was colluding with Russia... Isn't that okay? Isn't that what the NSA is for, actually? Uh, yeah, well, the NSA listens, right? Uh, the FBI can file the um, whatever that private court is, the, the secret court thing. They file the, the request to have a wiretap. But Obama has nothing to do with any of this stuff. Yeah. Just because Obama was the president doesn't mean he greenlit it. This is what Putin does. Gr- Putin greenlights shit like this. Yeah. The FBI would have greenlit this. Yeah, the FBI would have greenlit this. This is part of their investigation. And it may not just be about Trump. Right. Here's the thing. But it the may FBI be, was on his side. But it may not exactly. Well, there were parts, especially the New York office of the FBI, was very pro-Trump, and they they had done some shit. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: it's the the FBI sees someone like a Michael Flynn that has strong ties with Russia, and they may tap him. And as a result of that wiretapping of maybe Michael Flynn, then you have uh, ancillary wiretaps that could include uh, candidate Trump or even Melania. Oh, okay. Or anyone mm-hmm. that's involved in that little circle. That was Mary's wonderful Melania yeah, impression. Yeah, yeah. I pointed to Mary as in Mary, <laughs> time for your Melania impression. Well, I was silent, but my eyes were screaming, help. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it seems that that uh, accusation about Obama tapping his phones, it, he immediately followed it by uh, saying that Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't voluntarily leave The Apprentice. He was fired for his pathetic ratings. The time for trivial fights <laughs> is over, people. We need to move on. The time for trivial fights is over. Thank you, Mr. I president. I can't believe our president is fighting with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's really... <laughs> Are you bored, Mr. President? I think he might be because he tweeted these at what looks like 5 a.m. Do you not oh. have enough to do in your day where you got to be doing that shit? straight up woke up and just started tweeting at Arnold Schwarzenegger and Obama. Just like out of a fever dream. Just, <laughs> just like jerk off like any other red-blooded American when you wake up in the morning. Oh man! Well, he doesn't have anything down there. It's like coneheads. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! I don't even understand what's happening. It's it's very hard to keep up. I've I'm honestly I've tried to not maybe you know. Um, saturate myself with the news as much. Yeah, I feel a lot better because of it. I didn't watch. I don't know if you watched his joint, his uh, address to the joint session of Congress. I missed it. I was in the air. Good. I did not watch. I watched active- the end of it, and I got really mad at one state. Everyone was talking about how good it was. He still said he only wants rich immigrants and not poor immigrants. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? I couldn't believe it when I heard that. He's like, it's like good. There's, we'll take the good ones. We don't want the bad ones. The bad ones are the the good ones are the ones with enough money to be here. It's like that's crazy. What about the fucking women who escape Eritrea yeah. and they gotta fucking come over here? Like, it's it's insane. I I can't even. That's the most upsetting shit I've ever heard. I just I, I want to try to find a silver lining to what he was doing, but he, it, the only silver lining was is that America's expectations are just so low that he did a speech 
without saying like "go fuck yourself" <laughs> to like an entire group of people. Yeah, which he kind of still did. Absolutely. But, and then we're like, "Oh, he's so presidential now." Well, he didn't even fucking talk about education or any of the the big ones. Yeah. Mary, did you watch it? Oh God, no. I got enough problems. <laughs> Every time I like, because I've got uh, the AP News app, which will send you uh, notifications of breaking stories. Very good, the AP, great source for yep. news. Of course, uh, but multiple times I've gotten the applica- uh like the pop up from the app, uh, like while on a date or trying to be <laughs> invite a guy over to my apartment, and just like, just oh, God you. damn it! Oh, it just ruins your mojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't just get a pop-up where it's like, America's at me. <laughs> <laughs> Democracy is over. And you're like, well, do you want to go back to my place? Hey, you feeling horny? <laughs> oh, I'm exhausted. I'm going to go. I'm going to forget I'm about gonna it. I'm just going to go home. I'm going to rub it until it, nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's Jeff Sessions. Yeah, Jefferson. Hanging with Russia. Beauregard. We got a, we got a good old Southern boy. Chummy with Russia. I gotta say, I don't see it. Yeah, I, the the Russia stuff with him. I guess it's best to like maybe even just start with with um, like there's Jeff Sessions in Russia, and then there's Michael Flynn in Russia. Yeah, and Jeff Sessions is on the Senate Armed Services Committee. So in his role is is on the Senate Armed Services Committee. He's going to talk to Russia. That's that's yeah, normal. It's going to happen. And then. You, are we, so are we just going at sessions about this Russia thing in hopes this is the thing that cracks him? No, but the problem is, is that he he op- so when he got asked by Al Franken, bless his heart, got the best at uh, at his confirmation hearing, he said, as a surrogate during the campaign, I never talked to anyone, uh, you know, uh, with uh, anyone in Russia. Yeah, which is like, why'd you say that? Why'd you say that, Jeff Sessions? Yeah, it's possible. That's the like, you talk to them. You talk to them somewhat frequently. But we don't know what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. With Michael Flynn, he went and talked to the Russians after he was appointed national security advisor and a day after Obama made sanctions on the Russians for the for the fucking with our election stuff. Yeah. Michael Flynn talked to the Russians. He was like, hey, 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 just chill. I got you. I got you, baby. I got you. I'm going to come over there and give you that good Michael Flynn dick. And he was like, please don't fuck with my game right now, Russia. <laughs> and so Michael Flynn was hanging out. Now, he was probably working with Sessions, obviously. Maybe. Well, they're on the know. same side. They're on the same side, but, like, how much they were colluding, I don't know. Jeff Sessions, I know, should be noted, he has always wanted to be attorney general. Yeah. So I think that is the big influencing force. I think Donald Trump could use that to make him do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. Okay. So and Jeff Sessions, just a little background on him. Uh, incredibly racist. No yes. racist, right? It's fantastically racist. Yeah. He's you know the guy in Selma with the fire hose. Yes. Because he's from Selma. He was actually down there during the yeah, civil. You've, you've done some good work on Jeff Sessions. Lay it on me. <laughs> no, it's just. I mean, he's from Selma. Yeah. And he was there during the rice riots. And then you no know, no one really talks about this. He, like, but he was. He wasn't. I didn't see him on the bridge. <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he helped restrict voting rights in in Alabama as well. Yeah. And he did. He did a lot of these other. Um, a lot of other like restricting voting rights policies. He said he helped out with voting rights cases many times, but he did not. He did not at all. He said he did it like four times, and then it was maybe one. Right? Wasn't yeah. It? Another Al Franken <laughs> series of questions where Al Franken was like, "You said um, nineteen times you 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 helped out and you oversaw cases. How how, how I I'm no I'm no lawyer, but how many of these did you really work on?" And Jeff Sessions was like, well, 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 maybe uh, maybe it was two. Yeah, Did you get him down to one? <laughs> he got him to like, well, maybe it was one. He's like, well, was your name at the top? What does it mean if your name's at the top of the document? And he's like, well, well. <laughs> it was just this back and forth of like a teacher asking a student like, did you do your homework? Well, did I do my homework? <laughs> did I? This is a blank sheet of paper with my name at the top of it. And then I hired an Asian kid to fill in all the numbers. Numbers for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically my work. 
What got him fired from being a judge back in the day? Oh, he didn't get fired from being a judge. He was not confirmed as a judge. Oh, okay. And, and to your point, Eddie, it was because he was so racist. Yeah, <laughs> just like just pure, just flat out, just blanket racist. Yeah. He was so synonymous. It was like he, he was just as racist as his name was Jeff. Yeah. That's how racist he was. It was like, oh, Jeff Sessions? Yeah, yeah, racist. Yeah, of course. Jeff. Ra- racist Ra- Jeff. Racist Jeff. <laughs> racist Jeff. Good old racist Jeff. You know what? I, I, racist Jeff and I argue a lot, but we find common ground, and he's not a bad dude. And what's incredible is that the reason he, one of the main reasons he didn't get approved by the Senate is because his former colleagues all came forward with troubling accusations about things Sessions had said to them in regards to race. So he was just basically talking to other judges being, like, laser. <laughs> and they're like, you cannot. <laughs> and he's from Alabama, right? Yeah. The most notoriously racist state in the union. We yeah, and this was and in 1986. <laughs> he was so racist in 1986 Alabama that his yeah. colleagues were but like, all right. Mississippi burning. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great point, Mary. How racist do you have to be? In Alabama in, 80, in 86, for people to be like, that's really racist. Yeah. <laughs> that's just like you too know, racist. I'm starting to think maybe Jeff over there is a little racist. <laughs> Not for nothing. I'm no detective. I got a feeling. Jeff hates every black person in the room right now. Did you hear him say the N-word? I mean, I wish. (laughs) He's saying words I've never even heard of before. (laughs) The N-word was just the start. (laughs) Apparently, he called a former deputy of his, Thomas Figures, one, that he needs to be careful about what he says to white folks, and he called him boy on multiple occasions. Oh, the boy thing is so absurd. You just can't do it. The boy thing is like... it's like the one thing you know when you're writing like a script for a movie mm. and you want to introduce like the racist character yeah. the first line he does yeah. is is say boy to a black guy but it's not like that it's like boy 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 what would happen if you said that to Obama oh <laughs> did you just get shot in the head a drone would take you out <laughs> immediate drone strike <laughs> and then like like first it would be like a karate chop to your neck to paralyze you and then a slow hellfire missile will be dropped on your nuts <laughs> oh my god what a piece of shit I just I really I, I know this is the brighter side but he is the biggest threat to our culture. I mm. think even more than Donald Trump. Well, Be- I got a brighter side of Jeff Sessions. Give it to me, baby. I think he's going to inspire a lot of villains in movies. <laughs> We're going to have the white southern villain again. A time to kill? Let's bring it back. Oh, great point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's gonna. They're gonna have a lot of just like it's. I thought for a while we were gonna have like the like uh, conniving Chinese terrorist, mm-hmm. you know, because of China's like role in the global world, you know, society now. But no, I think it's just gonna be the smooth talking Southern gent that is that colludes with the Russians. Yeah. yeah. Well, this might be me creating my own narrative, but like, how? I mean, he's been in Alabama forever. He's had to have dealt with the KKK at some point. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's called Sunday dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the main reasons why he wasn't approved back in 1986 is because of accusations of improper conduct in the case of the K, uh, members of the KKK lynching a black teenager. What did he do? You let him off? Uh, I'd have to search a little bit more. Go ahead. So. I mean, I mean, I'd like to know the answer to that because I mean, I mean, let's face it. They're the most evil people in the world. You can't even... Oh, he wanted to drop the case against uh, KKK a lynching. Oh, my God. So he wanted to drop the, the case of a KKK lynching he, back in 86? A little bit earlier. Uh, but he uh, had a serious allegation uh, back in the 80s that he wanted to go soft on investigating the lynching of a black man by two Klansmen. Because oh. he believed that the NA, uh, NAACP, SCLC, and other uh, black-friendly groups were un-American and teaching on anti-American values. Again, so easy not to be racist <laughs> and, and just prosecute the KKK. It's the easiest win you could possibly imagine. It's so easy to remember what group to hate. It's the ones who dressed <laughs> in, like, white hoods, and it's just Ks. You don't even have to remember a name. It's just three Ks. <laughs> like, three Ks. Sometimes you even type it by accident on the keyboard if you're just yeah. sitting there. 
there. People hate the KKK so much they wouldn't even let them adopt a highway. Yeah. They like tried to be nice and like do something and like they wouldn't. They're like, no, you can't adopt. You can't clean the highway, KKK. I hate you. I remember that when like the sex revolution was happening in the '90s and stuff like that. The KKK was trying to be like reformed and stuff. They were passing out pamphlets. I remember watching the news one night and it was just like the Ku Klux Klan is not what they used to be. There's no hoods anymore. And it was just like this sweet girl going to another house, giving them a flyer, talking to them about the KKK. And then the guy was like, but they still hate black people and Jewish people and everyone. <laughs> they hate everyone. What's incredible, though, about this case is that uh, apparently uh, the people that got arrested were described by the police as junkie types. Oh, and they really? still got off. They were just like. So they were junkies in they the were, KKK? That doesn't seem right. Oh, that people in the KKK don't have their lives together? <laughs> well, I just figured they didn't. I thought they all hated drugs, you know? I thought they were, you know, I thought they were all sober lunatics. Listen, the KKK, they'll take anyone as long as you hate black people. I think the best rendition of the KKK is probably Tarantino's in Django. Oh, it's so funny. It is probably the best cinematic sequence of a Ku Klux Klan rally I've ever you, I don't know the imagination. I can't see out my hood. Well, <laughs> she worked hard on those holes. <laughs> you don't ask me or mine for nothing. I love it. It's a really funny scene. If SNL would have had the nuts to do a sketch like that. <laughs> we did a KKK sketch on Friends of the People. Oh, yeah, I remember. Me, yeah, me, yeah. Henry, and uh, Holden. It was a lot of that fun. That was really good. Yeah. yeah, go check that out, man. <laughs> I had this dream the other night. I, I posted about it. I don't know if you saw, but I had this dream, like a real dream I had that the KKK like beefed up without us realizing it and then took to the fucking streets and tried to take over this country. Oh, Jesus. And then uh, it was just like them in the streets fucking with guns and shit. It was insane. And then we all realized that we can just light their robes on fire. <laughs> and we just we just like sent like fire arrows into them. They just all went up. That sounds like a great uh, narrative of a comedy movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Like... I definitely woke up and was like, good job, brain. You're going to give me that fun movie. I wonder, how many KKK have been set on fire? You got those billowy robes, all those pla- flames and crosses. Yeah, you're burning those crosses. There's got to be an accident. It's like, oh, Terrence, God damn it. They're probably and flame you know, retarded Cheats. I feel like they might Flame, be polyester. I think you're really overestimating the, well, the planning retarded. of the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eddie. Eddie. What's going Eddie. on, guys? It's the brighter side, Eddie. Yeah, brighter all right, side. All right, all yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. retarded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I call you the Ku Klux trans. I don't see no, see you wear no pants. Come on. <laughs> That would really piss them off. That would be. That would be very <laughs> I remember the, you know, the, the, the interesting thing about that. I like how we're on the KKK now, which is really wonderful. Uh, but the but the KKK is interesting because they, they do – they take advantage of the Constitution more than normal people do. Because yeah. they're protected by it, all right? They, they, hate speech is, is basically protected, protected. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be the person to say it, but it should be legal. Like, should, whatever they need. Freedom of speech. Yeah. You know, you, you say hateful shit. I mean, it's legal. I mean, it could ruin your life, but it's legal to do. It. They walked through the streets of Pittsburgh. I remember growing up, and they walked through, everywhere. They walked through. They did like a you know a little like a little parade, and they got like a, a permit and everything. But our local news told everyone, mm-hmm. and they walked through Homewood, which in Pittsburgh is like the like blackest area. Sounds like it. No <laughs> it's just like they always have that kind of name. Exactly. Homewood, Rosewood. Yeah, and so they erupted. I mean, the whole city came so out. Funny. They were throwing bottles at these fuckers. They were just going at them, and they were just trying. And they could have. They walked like maybe a hundred yards, and then they had to stop because <laughs> it's just that you can't survive. It's just it's like this Richard Spencer guy. Yes, should his speech be protected? Should his face be protected from a punch? No. Yeah. If you say something, just like any comedian. You t- accept the uh, consequences of what you say. I mean, yeah, if you're saying, you know, hateful shit, I mean, people are going to hit you. Yeah, that's, just how, that's just how it goes. But that's, how, that's, how, that's how we started this country. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> but, yeah, so Jeff Sessions, at least going back to this guy, I, I think he has the power to, like, you know, our laws 
create culture in this country. Yeah. And the way he executes these laws is going to create culture. Oddly enough, we talked about Betsy DeVos on the last episode. Yeah. She was fighting with Jeff Sessions in the White House about not taking away trans rights for the bathroom rights. Oh, so she was on there. She was doing a good thing. She was doing a great thing. Really? Yeah. She gonna end up being a decent person. Are we gonna have to fucking like this bitch? I mean, we're still keep, we're not <laughs> we are not changing the episode. <laughs> I hope we. It's so much easier to hate, but yeah. you know, and that's a good lesson. If if you well, do if find you, more evidence, don't be afraid to change your thoughts. And do you think that maybe it's like all these people yelling at her and keeping her in check is making her say that? Well, I think she got woke real quick. She's been living in a bubble in Michigan for a long time now. She hasn't been experiencing people like shrieking at her when she's trying to enter a school. Yeah. And not even letting her into the school. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I mean, that's really intense. A public school. A public school. And then she was just, they were just like, nope, not going in. She could, she, why couldn't she just fire everybody again? Because these were just teachers there. I mean, she, yeah. can, she can do whatever the hell she wants to do, but that's not going to really do any good. People are just going to get even more upset. Back to Sessions. Sessions. Hates pot. Oh. He's going after pot, right? <laughs> well, he did say in the past that he thought the KKK were an okay organization until he found out that they smoked pot. Yeah. <laughs> right? Good joke. That's the only thing good for him. He's <laughs> like, please give the KKK pot. Let them relax. Yeah, they got to mellow out. Also, where are you getting pot from if you don't have to talk to a black man? <laughs> I don't- Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, th- this pot thing is going to be bad because I, I I thought this was a capitalist, you know, money first party or administration, and there's a lot of money that they're going to ruin if they start enforcing these federal laws in states that have democratically elected rules and policies to legalize marijuana, especially places make, like Colorado. Do you make more money there, or do you make more money in the private prisons where you lock people up for it? Yeah, I mean, there you go. The private prisons, it depends. If he's going to be in the pocket of the private prisons, they're going to make a lot of money. The country's not going to make a lot of money. The states are going to make a lot of money. I don't think they're concerned with that. But the voters are going to be pissed off when all of a sudden, one or two years, they have this influx of cash to their public schools, which is what's been happening in Colorado. They take all that weed money, Mm -hmm. and they fund the schools with it, and then all of a sudden, all that money's going to go away. And all, all this other shit's going to start happening. And what about all the research that we start doing with people with PTSD that, that are coming back from war? That or you're going to start eliminating that as a, the ability for them to run tests on, on marijuana to hopefully No, let's help just them? keep giving people codeine and Vicodin and fucking yeah. Xanax and ruining the insides of their bodies. When we could just be giving them pot and they could be chilling out a little bit. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. It's fucking crazy. So, I don't know what to do about the him and the weed thing, but he, he just said that he wants to do this. If he starts doing these raids, we'll see what happens, and we'll hear about it real quick. Yeah. Oh boy, oh, boy. Yeah. We got so far with weed. <laughs> I think we could still get far. It just needs rich people. We need rich people to step up that are going to make money, and those are going to generally be Republicans, and that's fine. We need good Republicans to stand up for marijuana There's legalization. There's got to be some pothead Republicans, right? There's so many. And the whole country smokes weed. I don't care if you don't even smoke weed. You actually do smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone smokes weed. I love it. All right, so let's move on to our other person. I think we've covered Jeff enough. Anything? Any closing thoughts on brighter side on Jeff Sessions? Brighter know? side, Jeff Sessions. I think I got to steal yours. We're gonna have a lot of great uh, Southern villains now, yeah. and I think we're gonna have we're gonna have a good time. People are waking up to this guy, and again, we are more engaged than ever. People know about Jeff Sessions. People didn't give a shit about any Attorney General before, but now people are gonna get involved. I think we start calling him Jeff Smoke Sessions, just to, like rubbing his face a little bit. I like that yeah mary jeff sessions you know it just god bless alabama for making florida look less trash <laughs> you know thank god it wasn't one of florida's you know so we can take a week a week off alabama would always look more trashy than florida except you know they don't still have newspapers <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you know, in general, not a fan, obviously, but the Russian stuff, I'd agree with Cena, where it's not exactly the most damning evidence, but the fact he lied <laughs> during those hearings is That's the thing. Why, very alarming. Why'd you open up? He opened this up on himself. He created this problem. But for also, there's a brighter I, side. This is going to make Al Franken a superstar. Oh, oh thank God. 
What if we could get him to run for but president I just, or vice president? I just I can't believe that. that people lie when everything has been written down or filmed for now going on 60 years. Yeah. It's like, not going to get caught. How do you, exactly. I mean, I was just reading through the Washington Post article about him, and they were pulling up old um, microfiche of things he had said in small Alabama newspapers for some yeah. of this stuff and going back to that KKK case. It's like, why do you think that people That's aren't going to research what you fucking said? Yeah. <laughs> Microfiche is awesome. KKK case. KKK case. Man, all right. So, Treasury Department. I know nothing about this guy. I don't even know his name. Steve Mnuchin. Steve Mnuchin, which is a, a shitty name. Mnuchin. He's got a shitty face, too. He does? Sorry, Steve. Oh, yeah. So Here. what's up with Steve? Do we like Steve? Do we not like Steve? Is he a bright light? Is he a dim light? Is he a Here's is he Steve. a black light? What's going on? Well, it's part of uh, President, Oba- uh, President Trump's uh, move to drain the swamp mm-hmm. and to get special interests. Uh, Coming from Florida, I find that very offensive. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he put a guy in that's a real outsider. Uh, Steve Mnuchin is uh, a former Goldman Sachs partner. Ah. <laughs> a, a hedge fund manager. His nickname was the Foreclosure King because he foreclosed on so many people when he was trading, uh, doing a lot of property deals. Ew. Uh, wait, let me find. There's a there's a the couple. Foreclosure King. Yeah. Nothing and, makes me more upset than hearing that. And so, 20, uh, let's see here. Uh, among, uh, it was at this company, what he was doing, it was called One West. Uh-huh. Uh, he foreclosed on an elderly California couple. Uh, of, from their home of 50 years, despite qualifying for government-assisted loan modification. He foreclosed on a 90-year-old Florida woman who had a payment error that led to a 27-cent shortfall. He foreclosed on someone for 27 cents? 27 cents. Why did someone just give her a quarter and two pennies? And I don't know. It doesn't even matter at that point. I don't think it's about that. It means exactly. that... It means that he it, sees she an opportunity. Ha- no, like she has obviously 27 cents, but because of the way the paperwork went through, it comes up that she was short that amount. So technically he could foreclose. But he didn't he stopped doing that though. He stopped doing that and he sold the company and he want he got out of that business. He just happened to make 1.5 billion in profits. God damn. Yeah. So the guy and who his team, not just him. So the guy who's foreclosing on 90-year-old women for 27 cents. Is running our Treasury Department? And yes. on top of that, uh, the New York Times had an article come out uh, earlier this year about how during his hearings to be picked for Treasury Secretary, he failed to disclose nearly $100 million of his assets to the Senate Financial Committee and forgot to mention his role as a director of an investment fund located in a tax haven. Yeah. Well, you know, to his credit, he's so rich that he has no idea where his fucking money is. <laughs> he also t- forgot to say that his kids have over a million dollars in art. That he's given them. Oh, just to hold on to shit in case st- it's in case he gets audited by the government. Exactly. Or something. He's just oh, it's a slight oversight. It's like these guys. Are we asking for this guy's tax returns or is it? No, he submitted everything. He has been like all the ca- the cabinet officials have a much higher standard that they have to uh, fulfill than when they be president. than the president, which that is makes great. Fucking welcome nauseous. to America, y'all. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so here's the other thing that he did that I think is absurd and pretty funny as well. Is that after, like, kind of when he was transitioning out of, you know, being the foreclosure king, he got into the movie business and was a film financier and executive produced films like, Which get ready, ones? this is going to be sad, The Lego Movie. Great movie. Mad Max Fury Road. Great movie. Black Mass. Not Great. so. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Good movie. Entertaining, but not necessarily a good movie. The right? Lego Movie. Yeah. I'd watch it again. And Sully. Sully sucked. I didn't watch Sully. Sully's stupid. The whole movie's just about fucking. They're like, they're like, oh, he. They questioned him. How dare they question Sully after he saved all those people? He crashed a plane in the fucking river. <laughs> Ask a couple questions. <laughs> you know, like, I like the I like the Denzel movie that came out. Flight was amazing. Flight was a real movie. That was a fucking great that was film. A real fucking. Oh movie. man, John like, Goodman is the drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> It was wonderful. Dream role. Make that movie, you fucking Eddie. I could see you. I could see you playing that role in in twenty years. God, I really. If I can transition to John Goodman, my life just turns out so wonderful. 
So John Candy's dead, so I'm shooting for John Goodman. Exactly. Well, John Goodman's going to die. Yeah, that's exactly what John Goodman... lost a lot of weight. That's exactly what John Goodman says. Like, John Candy's out of the picture now. It's time for me to shine. I saw him on stage uh, not too long ago on Broadway doing a play called The Front Page. I have to say, I think he was hammered. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was think it, he kept knocking over furniture. Was that just... <laughs> it's the character. Was it just the character, yeah? Just the character. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like it was an accident. People were picking up for behind him. He kept kicking over telephones. Wait, so <laughs> it was a, a, a the, theatrical? Yeah. Yeah, and the John front Gunman? page. Oh, come on. Yeah. I He's not he, making any money doing that. No. Nah, Get a little drunk. Get yeah. a little tipsy. Yeah, it was it was a great play. Nathan Lane, John so, Slattery. Steve Mnuchin is going to be really in charge. Got to say I like those movies for the most part. I do. That's the unfortunate part. But so he I, didn't write them. No. He, he just threw money at them. He threw money at them and allowed them God, to be big. good ones, though. Yeah. He really did pick he the also, right ones. He also worked on Avatar. He also helped finance Avatar. Fuck, that's a shit ton of money. Yeah. He's still got movies that are coming that he's an executive producer. He's an executive producer on the Lego Batman movie and the Lego Nin- Ninjago movie. Oh, that yeah. are both coming that out this racist, year. That was racist, Mary. Don't. Come on. Please. <gasps> what is called? <laughs> Jesus. That's what it's called. Jesus. Unbelievable. But also what's interesting is uh, he has for a long time donated to many political campaigns, and out of all his uh, donations, 11 went to Republicans, while 36 went to Democrats. He uh, donated to the campaigns of Al Gore, Hillary Clinton, John Kerry, Barack Obama, and Mitt Romney. Exactly. All these guys pay for access, so that's the thing. When you're yeah. rich, it doesn't. He politics pro- doesn't matter when you're rich. He probably mm. gave to Obama and fucking... Yeah, Romney. He, he gave. He, he did. He gave to both. Yeah. This, these guys all do that. I, if I were these guys, I would do the same thing. I would give to fucking both. I want to go have dinner with Mitt Romney and uh, candidate Obama. So the thing with this guy is so far, what you're telling me, I mean, the foreclosure thing it makes me want to, you know, pull down his pants and slap his dicky. But, like, at the same time, it's like he seems like he's good at his job. Which yeah. is fucking people out of money. Exactly, and hopefully. He's but is that do- what we need, though? Well, his policy now, I think, is there's two things. He wants to cut the corporate tax rate from like what is it? I think it's at thirty percent now. He wants to cut it to fifteen. Who knows what what that will create, right? Yeah. I think that's a big thing that I think the idea for that, their scapegoat for that, is they would get more money to their employees then. But I don't know if they <laughs> trust them to do that. Yeah, that's never gonna happen. Yeah. Um, and Uh-oh. then the, the other thing is that he wants to change instead of taxing exports, uh-huh. he wants to tax imports, which I think could be very disrupt disruptive to our trade policies and stuff. So if if well, we're getting... Isn't that what Trump said he was going to do? If you exactly. were going to import stuff into this country, instead of making it here, you were going to get taxed? Exactly. So, if, But that's going to be a tax on all imports. So, so like so, biltong exact, stuff like that exact, from beef jerky from Africa. But that's that, what I'm concerned about. If we get, <laughs> if we get taxed on imports, then the companies that are getting taxed aren't going to be like, oh, we'll just shell out more cash. They're going to say, oh, we'll just raise our prices for these Americans because we're getting taxed on it. So they'll transfer that cost to the taxpayer. Or it would, and the we'll just have to stop buying foreign goods and just yeah, live exactly. off of Walmart forever. Exactly, because American goods are really that much better than everywhere else in the world. Please, Certainly not olive a- oil. Exactly. Oh, my God, we're going to tax olive oil? Yeah, man. Olive oil, wine, all that good shit. So those are the, some of the things that he this guy wants to do, and I'm a little, uh, you know, he's he's not terrible, but he's uh, we've had pretty seems good. Seems terrible, but he also seems like he knows what he's doing in a weird way. That's the scary part about a lot of these cabinet appointees, like Jeff Sessions and Betsy DeVos and all these people, is that they're not like Trump, where they're just idiots. They're actually smart people that know what they're doing. They just know what they're doing in a way that's evil and dis- and scary. Yeah, because you gotta cut people slack. I mean, you, you, you know, twenty seven cents on an old ninety year old lady. You just can't do that. No, like it just you got. Where is the human aspect to this? Where is the you know, where's the paperwork that says no? You just like no, you can't throw that old lady out. I mean, when it comes to throwing people out of their houses in general, I mean, I just can't get behind that. No, it, it, it's, just like, it, it's it, the same stuff when Bank. Remember when Bank of America had the robo signing stuff, yeah. and they were just having a robot sign all these foreclosure documents, and then things like you know a veteran's wife who was pregnant, and the vet was and the and the vet was still serving in Iraq, she was getting a foreclosure letter. And so eventually Congress stepped in and was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We can't have pregnant women uh, and wives of veterans be put on the street when their husbands are over there fighting for our, our shit over there. It's insane, man. It's so crazy. So, yeah. I, the four, I, 
growing up in Florida. Yeah. And like knowing everyone and like seeing it happen to my friends and stuff like that. The foreclosure shit really just like makes me like because you're just creating homeless for really no reason for thousands of dollars at the most and, you know a lot of the times it's hundreds of dollars for these people who, who lose their home of 50 years and it's really just it's crazy that that even happens and the banks don't necessarily protect the consumer who's get taking that loan out from the potential problems right so if you could get like an adjustable rate loan right just a, a loan that's that's pegged to what's happening in the interest rate market right so you get it and then the banker's like all right you want this loan you could get a big loan why don't you get a big loan and get a big house don't you want a big house be the cool guy with a big house and then they're like yeah sure that sounds fucking great all of a sudden interest rates go up a point now your fucking monthly payments are doubled almost or something like that you can't get it you're underwater you're foreclosed upon boom man it's just like if you want a nice neighborhood you can't have homeless people. Yeah. And so if you're creating homeless people by kicking them out, it brings down the property value. Yeah. It's just a simple thing, you know. So it's just why why it doesn't make sense. It, what makes sense is helping these people out and keeping them in their homes and getting them spending money on their homes. That helps the economy, not throwing them in the fucking street. Yeah. I, I hopefully this guy is able to you know turn things around a little bit and keep Trump in check. But it sounds like he just is gonna just. Cut taxes for wealthy people, and um, and we'll see what happens with. Uh, I'm very Bernie on this man. It's very, it's hard. Like you know, that watching them just get richer, and you know, I, when I was out in L.A., I visited uh, the L.A. Mission, and I walked around there, and just like seeing the people there, and seeing the homeless thing going on in L.A. Forty three thousand homeless people in one city, and I think New York actually has more. And it's just like that is just unreasonable, man. There are more open apartments in New York City than there are homeless people, and that's just like that's a sad fact. Yeah, because you don't need to put them all in their own apartment, but we could give them some. I'm sure a lot of those apartments are in awful places. Why not give those apartments away? Bring up the quality of life of these people. And it's, when it comes down to it, yeah, a lot of them are families. A lot of these people are fucking, you know, just you know, on their luck, getting foreclosed on. But they'll be able to get back on their feet because they're rational thinkers. But what it comes down to it is. You know, a lot of these homeless people, they lose their houses and they lose uh, stuff because their families stop caring about them because they're crazy. And there's no room for them to get mental health care. And if they can't get mental health care, they're going to end up in the street. And then when you're crazy in the street, you're going to fucking kill somebody. You know, you're going to do something awful because you're not getting the help you need. And it's just like a deadly circle that eventually will bring down, the, to their effect, bring down the fucking market value on all property. If there's homeless people everywhere, he's turning the world into RoboCop. And, you know, shit's gonna, no one's going to care about anything anymore. You know, so it's just... Eddie Larson, PhD in emotional economics. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. It, it is a vicious cycle, man. And I don't know how uh, we could change this. It doesn't seem like this president really gives a shit about any of that kind of stuff. I think he... There is this idea that... If you just – this trickle-down economics idea where if you just give the rich people more money, they will create more prosperity for everyone underneath. That has been proven wrong time and time again over the last 30 years, and we got to make a change. Now, President Obama didn't get there because he was still digging our, ourselves out of the fucking recession hole that we really didn't get anything done. Yeah. There's an old interview with Ivanka. And uh, she was talking about when her dad was going through, like, a lot of debt and stuff like that. And they were walking down the street, and he saw a homeless guy. Because he was, like, you know, like probably, like, a couple million in debt, you know? And he, Trump saw a homeless guy, and he pointed at him to Ivanka and said that that man right now has more money than me. Yep. And that is fucking disgusting. Because yeah. that man does it. And then you walk into your fucking tower. You know, and so it's just like you don't understand what poverty is. You like the fact that you can be a million in debt, you know, you could erase that with one court hearing and you fucking know it. You know, and so and if you can look at a homeless guy and say he's better off than me right before you fucking walk in, uh, you're, you're walking in a $2,000 suit into a, a multi-million dollar building with your fucking name written on gold on the side of it. Like this is this is an awful person. Well, to be fair, uh, that may be because a lot of people are walking around with technically less. That's really indicative of kind of how fucked up our whole system has got because probably the average college educated person is technically walking around with less money than a homeless person. I, if you're $50,000 in debt, 
you and all of your assets, if you sold everything, you can only come up with like, what, $30,000? If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Then if you're walking past a homeless person, a homeless person has $5. You technically have negative $20,000. But because of the way our system is set up, if that you are in a position based off of most commonly, you know, uh, being born to parents where you got the guarantor for a loan or, or in circumstances where you were able to get a loan with uh, little uh, in standing in the way, yeah. then you're able to be massively in debt, but still okay, while people who don't get those at advantages will be terribly impoverished, but technically don't owe anyone anything. This country is all about how you leverage the amount of debt that you're able to manage all the time. That's capitalism. That's how we run our country. Our country has a deficit. I mean, we run a debt in this country. That's how we finance a lot of the roads and bridges that we let, you know, just like kind of fade away all the time. We've got a bunch of debt, and that's how it has to be managed that way. So I agree with you, Mary. It, it is, it's a club. It's a club. You're either you're either allowed in the club, and you're allowed to get a loan, and you're allowed to get ahead. You're allowed to get a credit card. Or you're not uh, because you're and you're and people who aren't allowed in the club are usually mentally disabled. Yeah. And, you know, so it's it's a fucking it's horrible the way that we are treating Americans. If you want to go into it, you want to make America great again. We got to get to a place where we start taking care of our homeless. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm talking about it's like when I went to the mission, it, the weirdest thing there, I will say not to make it a race thing, but it's 80 percent black. And hardly any Latino. Yeah. And I don't know what their family values are compared to black and white people, because I think that we leave our people in the dust, but, like, they do not. Yeah. They, they, they take them in, and they help them out. And so I don't know. Maybe we should take a cue from this culture that is sitting on our doorstep. Well. well Oh, Please, go ahead. Well, I read an uh, interesting article, and I'm having a hard time finding it again. I believe that it was uh, uh, through NPR, where one of the biggest reasons there is this huge uh, financial gap between white people and black people specifically is you can look at a person's ability to get $500. Mm -hmm. So, for example, let's say that you need $500, Eddie, because otherwise you're going to get kicked out of your apartment. Yes. You could find $500. You'd Easily. have to call a lot of friends up. You'd have to, like, you know. It wouldn't be an issue. But you could find it yeah. in a matter of days. I, and I could, too, probably. I could probably, do, so it. I could probably do it in less than an hour. Not to brag, but, exactly. like, I could do it in less than an hour. Exactly. But the fact is that when you interview the majority of black people, the ability for them to come up with that kind of money, which $500 is not a lot of money mm -hmm. in the vast scheme of things, it that goes down a lot because they don't have that kind of financial stability where you can hit up you know, a handful of family members or close friends and find a hundred dollars here, a hundred dollars there. Now, is this like, I mean, it's, it, that's like a rigged thing though. Like we were like making sure that they don't have, I mean, not me personally, not you, but like, I'm just saying like, it seems like they're, they're just like kept down on purpose to uh, me, black people. Yeah, I mean, there is... There I is. know we're getting into, like, a fucking two-hour topic right in the show. <laughs> but, but, like, you know, just, like, from seeing what I saw, I mean, it was... They were black. But Everyone th there was black. There is a profit incentive to keep a certain group of people poor yeah, so that other people can be rich. And I think that is part of the system itself that no one wants to change because if we do try to pull everyone up to the middle class, that also means that the rich people up top have to come down too. That's yeah. just a natural fact of life, of economics. And well. also I think one of the lasting legacies of racism in this country is that basically the hurdle that black people have to clear in order to be passable, like the hurdle white people have to clear in order to be doing okay, have an apartment, have a house, have access to health care is significantly lower than the one black people have to clear for multiple reasons. If you're a white person with a traditionally white sounding name and you send in an application to, you know, let's say a bank to become a teller or, yeah. you know, even become a receptionist at a country, uh, pardon me, a receptionist at a company, you're more, it's been statistically proven it's easier if you have a traditionally white name and are white to be able to get an apartment, to be able to get a job and 
obviously lots of people of color pass this hurdle every day but if you are even slightly mentally ill or have other problems that slow down everyone then the hurdle just gets higher and higher so if you have a problem where maybe you're bipolar where if you had a steady job you'd be able to see a doctor get that taken care of Mm -hmm. but if you're not able to get a steady job and it's a struggle to do all these basic things it's going to be that much harder for you to take care of it so you can be functional in society i think this is a subject we should deep uh dig deeper on and uh yeah and uh, get into because it is uh it is something no one's really talking about, and it's just homelessness is a fucking, it's it's sad, it's depressing, and it shouldn't it shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. And it's I think it is just a key to uh, some people need to be less selfish, and we can solve this problem. And uh, maybe we do a little research, and we come back with a uh, the, with a real home because we did one episode on homelessness with Tim Warner, and that was like a root, you know, what it's like to be on the streets type of deal, and that that was interesting, but. I think we need to get to the core of why. Where is why Tim Warner, is by the way? Tim Warner's around. Is he around? He's around. He's, he around. Yeah, he's around. got a job in, is in the city. Good. Yeah, yeah, no, no. He's out of Syracuse. That's good. Tough. No offense, Syracuse. But, yeah. you know, you're, you're <laughs> no, town, no. You're offense, town, Syracuse. You're, you're town frightened. <laughs> yeah. All right, but uh, I think we should call it. This has been right. the brighter side. Hell yeah, man. Uh, just, uh, we, we love you guys. Uh, we got some uh, We got some stuff coming out. We got a... Uh, an interview with uh, with uh, a good comedian about alcoholism coming soon, and uh, you drink too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's uh, that. We'll we'll call it. And uh, taking us out today. Oh, uh, I'm Ed Larson, Cena John, uh, Mary Kelly, Mary J Bulge at Cena John at Eddie Tunes underscore, uh, and Facebook. I mean Instagram without the underscore. I got from that. Russia with love. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, listen to all the great episodes here on Cave Comedy Radio. And uh, taking us out is the Russian national anthem. You gotta learn it. Get it. Make an English one because you gotta know this because they're taking over. And you yes. know what? I would like to say Vladimir is Putin, Russia, in America. So, all right. So let's see. Let's, we got Russia, guys. Mother Russia. Adios. like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.